0: Welcome to Out With Dan, the podcast that spotlights and examines the voices of LGBTQ plus authors, characters, and our allies. Together, we lift our voices and we tell our stories. I'm Dan White. Join me as I chat with this week's author. Hello and welcome back to Out With Dan. Today I'm excited for two really big reasons. This is my 100th episode of Out With Dan. And I'm also here with two of my good friends, Rick Clifton and Aaron Wallace. Hello boys. Hello. Hey,
1: we just learned that it's your 100th episode. I feel so special and
0: honored.
1: Congrats. I kind of feel bad that we were talking so much smack about you earlier. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's all right. Everybody talks smack about me, honey. I can, I got big shoulders. I can do it. Shoulder pads. Joan Collins and I have shoulder pads. We're good to go. Hey, As
2: and long as trouble. you're being talked about.
0: Huh, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, cheers. Congratulations cheers. on 100. Thank you. I'm excited about it, and I'm looking forward to the next 100 or more episodes as well. Mm-hmm. So and it's not showing at all. It's not showing. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. right. The lighting is good, the makeup's good. I'm glad for that. So <laughs> thank you Lev Rosen, you said I could do this. So I'm doing it. <laughs> so I know that the two of you have a lot of independent things that you do and some things that you do collaboratively. And one of the things you do collaboratively is do a radio drama, if that's what I can call it, of uh, Tomorrow's a New Day and Old Cove. So how did you come to choose a radio drama? I think you started it, Aaron, is that correct?
2: I did. It goes back to around 2009. I'd done this in college. A professor asked me if I wanted to do like a radio soap opera because he knew I liked to write and I like soap operas and he just thought it would be fun, so we did it for the college radio station, and I kind of was so shy and timid that I just, I wrote it and let him kind of do everything, and some of my vision didn't get the way I wanted The screen. It to <laughs> yeah, because, you know, one, this was early 2000s, and also very small. I mean, it was a college town, but still very small, and Republican, so there were certain things it's like, well, you can allude to it, but let's not say it.
0: Right? Let's come on anymore. now, come on. Don't ask, don't
2: um,
1: tell in the world of soap opera.
2: So we did four episodes, and there was going to be a season two, but then I graduated. <laughs> so <laughs>
1: that pause on everything. I hate it when that happens.
2: <laughs> and fast forward, like 20, almost, I guess, Let's not do math. Let's not You're do
0: wrong. math. Let's not do math,
2: honey. Not math. I started seeing these podcasts have audio dramas and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then COVID kind of made me reevaluate some things and things I had been missing from my life that I was so happy to get back. So I started doing tomorrow's a new day as a kind of written soap opera where I was releasing chapters each week. And I just said, Why can't I do this as an audio drama? I see other people doing it. It doesn't seem absolutely,
0: absolutely,
2: doesn't seem too expensive because money is a factor. Like, I could never film this here because I just don't have the production cost and all those amazing things that come along with that. So, I was like, why not audio? And that's kind of how that came about. So, I just kind of took season one that I originally written and revamped it. Change some characters so I could give some LGBTQ representation and
0: yes, 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 yes.
2: Change some names just because
0: to protect the guilty, right? (laughs) Mainly just
2: because when I look back, I'm like, okay, why did I choose that name? (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, it, was, it was the early odds, of course. Well,
2: <laughs> If you look a couple of names, you're like, oh, he watched the Vampire Diaries in Twilight. <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs> but uh, I, think, I think that's all right. Because... You had an Edgar Cullen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but great. don't you think that's okay? Because what happens is you do a little bit of an homage, right? Hmm? I mean, there are things that we see in our lives that influences, and we want to highlight those.
2: Well, and once we cast the program, I noticed that some characters that were supposed to be sweet and kind of innocent, actually were not sweet and innocent. Like, they were more fun being a little devious.
0: Right, right. Come on now. So those those aren't
1: always the better characters, right?
2: That, that and, one would be Sawyer Abernathy. Sawyer <laughs> Abernathy <story laughs> was this Goody good girl, just in this big rich family, was in love with the police detective, and I was like, "No, what? I want to make Sawyer gay, and let's make Drake bi." And that just kind of opened the doors to new ideas, which is the, which
1: the, is, the old Cove
0: super couple, <laughs> which is a good thing because it turns out that I'm assuming as a writer, you get to navigate your characters. Do you enjoy navigating your characters? And do you do you envision a character that you think later on, I want to put them in a different direction? Oh, That's the both part. of you. Oh, oh uh, we,
1: we actually did that with, uh, with a character in Tomorrow's New Day. Uh, I'll let you talk a little bit about where she sort of started out and where we're taking her. Uh, I'm talking about Elena.
2: Elena, oh, she was Elena is our villainess. She is. One. She's
0: Elena and is tough.
2: She she is not afraid to do a baby switch, kill, <laughs> start a baby adoption ring, whatever she right. get what she wants. But wherever we, she's going, Rick and I were talking and. My thing is the best idea always wins. So if you bring me an idea, I'm like, oh, that's amazing. Yes. I don't care if it's my idea. I don't care if it comes from your best friend. I'm yes. like, you can, you know, yes. And I was like, no, you're right. Let's show the softer side of Elena and why she is. Because we were kind of running her into a point where it would get to, uh, all right, she's done. It's time for her to leave. But by opening doors. I mean, stores...
1: Because, yeah, she was, she was, I, I, I think my suggestion was i feel like elena has sort of hit the ceiling now right she's gone as far as you can go with the crazy maniacal uh sort of villainous character but if you want to add layers to her let's step back a little bit and and look at like back when elena used to be nice what mm-hmm. made her turn bad right what happened to her you know so it's sort of stepping back and and adding in some of those layers and then just dropping them out just a little bit along the way. So you don't get everything all at once, right? You just kind of you, mm-hmm. you feed the path. So it's been it's been really kind of cool. And um uh the actress that plays her she just she just she, she just eats it up for everything and she eats like crazy when it comes to everything. It's amazing. She's so so
0: good. There's yeah. no furniture left. That's eats <laughs> all gone. the furniture. <laughs> In such a good way, though, too. I mean,
1: she's just fantastic. Absolutely Absolutely fantastic.
2: And that makes it it fun to write for, too. Uh, Something that has changed with the characters is now that I know the, like, I have the voices in my head. But now that I have actors who voice it, it kind of sometimes dictates how I want it to go. Because I'm like, you know what? They kind of say, it's weird in my head. Like these characters like all live up here and they're all fighting for attention. And And I think- That's that's called
0: schizophrenia, dear. (laughs) Well, it might be, Aaron. So I think that's one thing I'd like to explore. So when you're writing this, you hear the characters. Is that right? I do, I do. All right. And so when when an actor reads this part, How excited are you when they hear the same thing
2: you hear? Oh, so excited. But I even get more excited when they do it in a way I wasn't expecting to hear. Oh, really? I'm like, ooh, no, that's how that should sound. Like Uh, Sutton and Richard? Uh, Like
1: Sutton uh, and Richard, maybe? Yeah, I
2: have. There's a few. (laughs) We have this thing, too, where we're married to the storyline, but we're not exactly married to the lines. So Richard and Sutton is a good example. James and Rick, who plays Sutton, really feed off each other in this comical way where you're just like, you, yeah, they're doing this these <laughs> awful things, but you can't help but love them because it's like this c- couple you're rooting for. You're like, okay, I want their plan to work because I love them.
1: It's, uh-huh. it's because It's because we absolutely... What I love about James, uh, and so I do play a character on Tomorrow's a New Day. I, I do not play a character in Oak Cove. I, I write it, I direct it, and, and help Aaron produce it and all of that. But in Tomorrow's a New Day, when I first got with James, I remember the first scene we did together. We had never had a chance to run through any lines beforehand. We tried to get together, and it worked. But we, uh, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go for it. And so I would just throw things out at him, like little pet names and things that uh, that couples will have with each other. And he just picked up and responded to that. And we just kind of, it just, it we played off of each other. And I think what's working and what Aaron sort of alluded to is, yeah, we want to burn down the town. We want to like every character is going to get their comeuppance. It's going to happen. We're going to bring it to town. Yeah. But not at the expense of us. We love each other. we're we're a, we're a couple, we, we're married. Uh, we have, you know, his daughter is my uh, my uh, my uh, adopted daughter, uh, as it were. And it's just it, like like it's a family. It's the family units, the family tie. family first before anything. And I think that's what works because you see the lovingness between us, but then the rest of the world is going funny. down.
2: Yeah. Oh, And that's one thing I like about working with Rick and James, too, is there'll be certain lines said a certain way or written a certain way. And then they're like, well, we're this couple that we love each other. We wouldn't say, I am getting this. We might say, this is for us. Like, they want to make sure Me, yeah. we're not forgetting they are this couple that love each other. Just some bad things have happened. <laughs> they, tried, they found their way to fix it by destroying the lives of other people,
0: <laughs> as one does. As one does. As one well, does. It, it might happen in real life as well, right? <laughs> so, so um, how fun is writing the like craziest thing ever, and then trying to bring it back?
2: That's when you have to get creative because we can. O- this episode is aired, so I don't mind saying this. Uh, like Elena was able to call the governor, who's played by the great Dan White. That's me. <laughs> and was like, "I do you want people to know you bought your baby, or will you give me a pardon?" So she got a pardon, but <laughs> we can only give so many pardons before it's like, oh, "What's going on?" You know, like,
0: right, right, right. Something's so, up, right?
2: So it's you get you have to put on your thinking caps and find out how creatively you're going to do this. And if you don't really know what to do, you just kind of go like, we figured this out. We got you out of jail, but then you just keep on moving.
0: So <laughs> <And laughs> I, I think, I think it- so to, to not make it too easy, but I actually think that a great thing that the two of you must love is you, you are able to move that character around, right? It's not set in stone and Does moving the character around, is that good or bad or indifferent? Or do you care or do you like it?
2: I have the perfect example of a character that did not exist. It was just kind of like, his name was Quentin in Old Cove. He was literally not even a name when we first met him. He was just someone that cheated cheated with his husband. And then we gave him a name. And next thing, you know, we're like, well, what if we give him this line and then he got another line. And the next thing you know, we <laughs> like, this whole character and, and I, I will I will say, part
1: of that came out of, going back to what Aaron was talking about earlier, it came, it came out of the actors, right? Um, and in case anybody doesn't know, Dan and I host a, another podcast called Queer Magnolias uh, with another we person, do. George. Uh, we, we do. do. And um, so we have brought George on to play one of the main characters in Old Cove, which is Harper. And so he brought something to the role that just instantly, so what I wanted to do was to make Old Cove like a nighttime soap, right? Tomorrow is is a new day, it's it's got the daytime soap feel. So I was like, well, let's make Old Cove feel like a nighttime soap. And so when George came on, he just brought that Alexis Colby Carrington vibe. With him. And yes. I was like, well, he needs a nemesis. He needs somebody that can stand up uh, to him. And I think the that's sort of of where with. Quentin, Quentin kind of sort of became born because, okay, so we've got George's husband had an affair with this nameless, faceless person. But what if this person's not nameless and faceless? What if. It actually turns out to be the biggest fucking thorn in in Harper's side. Mm -hmm. And that's how Quentin was sort of born. And then we got the amazing Scott Jazicki, who just took it to the next level. And it's just, it's, it it is exactly what we wanted it to be. They are two rivals at the top of their game.
2: I love that. An interesting thing about George's character is his character and his mother, and who will meet his sister in season two. Are from a different short story I had written. Hey, that's that's no. Not come
0: a, on, Aaron. Tell us all. Tell us it all. It's not
2: really a spoiler. Spoilers. Percent, they've, yes, mentioned, yes. They've, they've mentioned the sister. Uh, <laughs> they 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 are this family from a different story I had wrote. And one day, I think after meeting all three of you and just getting to hear you, I'm like George would be perfect as this character. Like, when I picture Harper. I picture, like, I see George. So it's almost like that character. I may have written it in 2007. It just was, it needed to be 2022, 23 (laughs) for it to come to life.
1: Come to life, right.
2: I had to meet George, who I don't think anyone else could bring Harper to life the way George does.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. So let's talk about something that it. So, Aaron, you've said a live person embodied a character how important is that and how unusual or usual is that and i'm asking this for both of you but especially rick because you you are in a studio situation do you see that happen very often that a person takes a character to the next level uh
1: it happens a lot uh unfortunately i don't think it happens as much as we would all like it (laughs) but uh but we do get very lucky uh and we do get very lucky with with this cast, and uh, that, w- they brought. As Aaron's been saying, this way better than I could probably ever try. Uh, but um, they they've all brought something to the role that we've envisioned these characters a certain way. But when they start reading them, like when we have rehearsal or whatever you hear things that inspire you as a writer. like, oh, shit, that's great. I mean, mm-hmm. putting George in the role of Harper has informed so many of Harper's decisions throughout all of the right. thing uh, right. because right. it's like, well, knowing George the way that I do, what would George do in this situation? And you're able to write more to, you know, so it, it becomes a little more cohesive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is kind of nice to watch uh, someone step into a role
0: and just embody it. And it, it unfolds, right? Yep. Love
2: that. And the good thing about working with Rick on the our scripts and things, like when we write the characters, they're all so different. Like, you can tell we know these characters and we know the actors and how they can bring it to life. And so, I don't know if that's how Rick does it, but sometimes that dictates how I have characters say things now, because I know like, oh, Chantel, for instance, who plays Ginny, she has this line in episode 11 that's coming up. She's so good. She's so good. The way she said it, like I redid part of the scenes, like part of the lines, because it felt better if I deleted this line, moved this one over with her response. I love that. that. All of our actors don't get to record at the same time either. So sometimes finding that perfect blend to where it makes it seem like, yeah, they did record together, it can be a little challenging. But and I, and I
1: work it, I work in the voiceover business too. And that's not uncommon for people to not work to not be in the same room at the same time. And if you you get people that understand the shows and the characters and have you know dialogue and conversation, then you can make that work. So
2: well, I have a good example too. Uh, Sawyer and Drake. When I first started, I didn't envision them being like this super couple. I envisioned them just being this odd couple that would eventually break up. But Matthew and uh, Bevan, who play or plays Drake, I like the way their voices sound together. And it also lets me show this softer side of Sawyer, who can sometimes come off as just a bitch.
0: Well, <laughs> well that's it, And that's it. <laughs> Because for this person who's watched the radio or listened to the radio drama, it's all right. I don't mind that coming off that way.
2: Oh, no. Matthew does such a great job as Sawyer. I'm just like, mmm, that's so good. And then I'm like, let's show a little Rick, too. We were like, let's show a little softer side. Let's show why Sawyer might be a little bit hardened.
0: Well, and I will tell you that Drake is like... Drake's voice is sexical, honey. It's like, right here, <laughs> I'm right here, right? I'm like, can I have all the Drake's? All the Drake's in the world, I will take that. So I we, love we, They only uh,
2: recorded I, one scene together because Drake it is was on Australia.
0: He's on Australia, yeah. He's on Australia, yes.
2: Wisconsin and Australia to have to get on the same time link. Well, uh-huh. I'm, gonna,
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna, step back for a second and talk about when I first came to the show of Tomorrow's a New Day. That's right. Uh, it was
2: first season. It's like you've been here forever, though, Rick. <laughs> I, I have, have that effect on people. Inserted, yes. Yes. Oh, he God, he's been here forever, course,
1: Rick. Come on. <laughs> But uh, I, I'd started, um, I forget how, I think it was through Queer Magnolias we'd come to know uh, Aaron uh, through some other work that he was doing. Yes. And so I was like, well, he, he'd started promoting this new audio drama. And I was like, well, audio drama? I haven't heard of an audio drama. Let me just go check it out. And I'm, I remember I'm at the gym and I'm checking it out. And I'm in the first episode I'm like, Holy shit. I stepped off the treadmill. I sat down. And I was like, ah! And I just started uh, texting and typing and tweeting. And I was like, OK, I'm kind of into this. Uh, the first season was all about shovels. Um, <laughs> uh, like every almost every episode had a shovel i think i was yes tweeting. yes i so, love that
0: i love it you gotta i was trying to get
1: a sponsorship
2: from a hardware store. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i was tweeting i was gonna start investing uh in uh, a shovel store in old cove but it was actually um Devin and matt was the first couple that I started rooting for right off the bat from the first episode, because hearing them together, uh, I think it was towards the end of that first episode when we learned they were together. And I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, well, this is my super couple. This is my cruise in Eden from Santa Barbara. This is my Hope yes. from days yes. of our life. This yes. is, really? this is, this is my super couple. And I'm so thrilled with where you've taken them and, and um, what you're
2: doing with them. So, Oh, well, Viva, re-
1: Viva Drake and uh, Sawyer.
2: And,
0: yes, I love it.
2: You know, and this season too, like with both shows, we've also added a writer to help Rick and I, and that's just been nice because I the whole first season I kind of did it by myself, and that was a lot of work, but also creatively not as fun because I like working with people in all aspects, and they challenge you, they to be better, and like Rick will. Give me suggestions, and sometimes I'm like, "I love it. how he says it's
1: suggestions." And I'm uh, like, "I no. I always show up with notes. I've got like I, every day. I got notes. You know, I got Dan. You well, know, I got notes. <laughs> there is uh, and, that, and, and the note
0: thing. You know what? The notes Rick, are right? Yeah, and Rick doesn't come in empty-handed, which is a nice thing. So. Because Rick and I are great friends, and we do another podcast, as you mentioned earlier, Queer Magnolias. And so it is important to mention that Rick shows up with some notes, and I like that. So thank you, Rick.
1: (laughs) I'm the overproducer. I am always accused of having a book report.
0: Well, you know what? Somebody's got to have one. Otherwise, we'll be like...
2: (sighs) well, And it's not like he's saying, oh, I don't like this character's name. Are these things it's suggestions that to, move it, to, to move, move it it along better, to move it along it forward to help the character sometimes to help make sure the characters aren't staying just one-dimensional like rick has had a big part in helping elena develop and i'm nice,
0: so nice i, I wanted- don't like elena because i'm the governor i don't like her but <laughs> we, we will have to we'll have to cut this out so
2: elena is
0: Persona non grata.
2: <laughs> I kind of think of her some ways as Sheila from *Bold and the Beautiful*. Like they've yeah. written Sheila kind ah, of yes. into a wall sometimes. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, she's done all these crimes. She's gotta, like, how And I didn't want that for Elena, so I'm really glad that Rick has done that. And Matthew's been a huge help in helping craft storylines too, and create fun, interesting ways to continue on these characters.
0: I love it. I love it. So. Where can the rest of the world find this? Where can they find Old Cove and Tomorrow's a New Day? Is there on, a website or social media or all of the above?
2: All of the above? Yes, yes. Tomorrow's a Tomorrow's New Day is T-A-N-D podcast. Uh, that's the easiest way to at find t- it. At T-A-N-D, T-A-N-D t- podcast. Right? I know, I forgot the at and I was like, oh. Surely <laughs> like now, there's always an at when you're looking for the handle. I'm not even like, sure. The the I is a in
0: days. I'm just yeah. an at symbol. So I got you.
1: And Old Cove is at Old Cove podcast across all the platforms.
0: Love it. Love it. Love it. So, and what about the two of you personally? Do you have something where people can find you?
2: Yes. If you're just totally bored and need something to do, I am at Aaron Wallace on Twitter, and at ADWallace9 on Instagram.
1: And I'm usually in some dark alleyway on any Friday night. I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) It's it's at Rick A. Clifton across all the platforms.
0: So I will say to everybody who's listening, y'all should be Rick's friend, because at 4 a.m., Rick and I are doing Twitter back and forth and back and forth. and Twitter or TikTok? I'm all over it. (laughs) All over it, because... Some of the creatives get er, up early. That's me and it's Rick. It's either either creative or acid reflux. Take your pick. It doesn't matter. (laughs) I'm going to say creative. (laughs) I agree. I think creative is so much nicer. Aaron Wallace and Rick Clifton, thank you so much for being a part of my 100th episode. And here's what I got to say. The first 100 were fabulous The second 100 is going to be even more fabulous, sir. Ever how that works out in the conjugation? So, Uh, thank you so much. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you.
1: Happy centennial. Thank you. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not a day over 99, baby.
1: (laughs) Not a day over
0: 99. (laughs) Well, I I thank God it's 100 episodes and not just my face. So, hang on for me just a minute. Love y'all. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Out With Dan. You can find more information about this podcast and its host at outwithdan.com, on Twitter at outwithdan, and on Instagram and Facebook at gooutwithdan. This podcast is hosted by Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, and the theme music is provided by bensound.com. Join us again soon for the next episode of Out With Dan.